it's a journey that's been fascinating. And, 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 you know, I look back sometimes and I go, wow, did, did I do all of that? Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Growth and Scaling Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Westra. And today you are going to be blessed with an awesome interview from a woman who has not only grown and scaled multiple businesses with multiple successful exits, but also done it with a partner. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie, today's, today's episode was a bit of therapy for me. I don't currently have a business partner, but I did have a business partner for the first 10 years of my professional life, and it was amazing. I, I love my partner. We had some great ups and some interesting downs and some interesting sideways, but I think that's typical in almost any partnership. Today's episode was therapy because she, after having these successful builds and exits with a partner, she is now running an entire organization that is designed around helping business founders who are partners to develop stronger partnerships, develop better exit strategies, develop all these awesome things that partners need to think about when they go into business together. How should you structure? How should you design your your exit? How should you who does what in the company? All those kinds of questions that we all think about, but never really talk about. <laughs> this is what she does. If you are in a partnership, or you have partners, or you've considered bringing on a partner, you've got to listen to this episode. It's fantastic, phenomenal. And Tannis is just an amazing person. You're going to love this. I'll see you on the flip side of this interview. But please, in the notes or in the comments below, I would love to know. Do you have a partner? Are you considering having a business partner? Have you had an, a, a great experience or a horrible experience? I want to know. Share it below and let's see if we can help each other through this therapy session of, of business partnerships. Thanks so much for being here and I look forward to see, catching up with you on the flip side of this interview. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Growth and Scaling Podcast. Today, I, I, this could go so many different directions. I'm actually just going to let it go because I am so excited for today's guest. She's a living legend in my eyes because she is, she has had successful co-founder relationships. She's exited successfully. This is just one of those fun conversations that's going to inspire you. So I'm going to introduce Tannis. Tannis, George, tell us who you are and, and what do you do? Oh my goodness. That's a big, that's a big thing. I'm Tannis. <laughs> I, I am, I am the founder. <laughs> I'm the founder of the Co-Founders Hub, um, and um, geez, I don't know. I, 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 I'm a serial entrepreneur. I okay. advise co-founders in, in building strong partnerships, and I'm a mom, uh, two kids. Um, awesome. Celebrating 25 years this year with my husband, so yeah. Awesome. All the titles. <laughs> That's exciting. Wife, mom, and co-founder yes. and successful exeter yes. of businesses. Those, those are huge roles and titles. Yeah. You know, it's a journey that's been fascinating. And, 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 you know, I look back sometimes and I go, wow, did, did I do all of that? <laughs> that seems right. like, that seems like a lot, but, uh, you know, I was very fortunate, loved the journey through it all. So it was good. I love it. I love it. Now, Tannis, well, I want to start by just kind of giving people a little backstory into you. And, and uh, you know, we've just barely met, but it's inspiring already because, you know, a lot of founders listening to the show are, are beyond the launch phase of their business. 
they're kind of in that awkward phase of, okay, what do I do now? You know, and, and growth and scaling is a whole different cycle of business that most people don't talk a lot about. And so I want to kind of dive into that with you because you've been able to grow and scale, you know, launch, grow, scale, exit, launch, grow, scale, exit. And then now you're coaching people how to launch with partners, how to deal with partners. There's a lot of things we can unpackage here, but let's start with your last launch growth scale. And then we'll get into the whole partner dynamic and all that other stuff. Can you, can you walk us through some of that? Absolutely. So I'll give you a little even further back, just slightly, um, just Let's for some, some, some background. So I met um, my co-founder, uh, Steven, in high school. So we shared lockers, <laughs> shared lockers together. Um, Shut up. Yeah, from, awesome. grade, from grade eight to grade 12, we were beside each other in lockers because our last names were in alphabetical order. <laughs> and and we just forged an incredible friendship. And um, outside of high school, we um, he approached me with an idea and said, "Listen, I have an idea for um, a business. Would you wanna Would you wanna do it with me?" And honestly, the idea was not that interesting to me. But the idea of doing something with him again and and having yeah. that experience together was really what made me want to jump into it. And little did I know that over the next 10 years, we would successfully build and exit three companies uh, nice. together and eventually lead into launching our fourth company together, which was Truly You, uh, which we started in 2011. And so awesome. um, in our previous businesses, we went from ideation and we basically were acquired uh, each company three years in. Um, we pretty much early stage launched revenue positive, but um, launched at that at those points. But we never really grew the businesses, um, you know, too too large. We were we were kind of right. building them for acquisition. And, awesome. Uh, we were very successful in that, and that was um, great. But then when we were done that, we said, okay, this next business, this might be something that we actually want to take long term. And, and wow. we had this idea of, you know, let's stay, like, let's go into it. And right. So Stephen headed down to the Silicon Valley and we began uh, research and just delving into the tech world there. And yeah. we raised money and, uh, and off we went. So it was a very different journey from our previous ones. Um, That's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. But it was something that we were excited for. Um, yeah. It was... Uh, one of those things where you, you you jump in not knowing what will come out on the other side. And we were we were heading into an industry that was very innovative, very disruptive. No one had done right. it before, and so we had no game plan besides just one foot in front of the other. So that was what was really exciting as well is to to not know what what the future holds, but try anyway. I love it. I love it. Now I'm going to, I'm going to stop this journey right now because you've said some things that are like completely untalked about in most business relationships or most startup founders. They really don't think about it. You, your first three, you wanted, you intentionally built them to sell. Yes. Right. That's right. The fourth one, you intentionally designed it around. Let's, let's play and hold this one for a little while. That's right. I, I would venture to say that the vast majority of business founders out there never think about their exit. No. 
No, and it is actually one of the first sets of advice that I give someone who's contemplating starting a business. I have yeah. a sort of a set set amount of advice that I hand out, and one of them is is plan your exit now, uh, because yes. because if you do that, you would be surprised if you have an acquirer in mind or a number yeah. in mind. You make very very different decisions. If you are going to sell your company to a particular business, then you know that you want to you want to adapt it in a way that works for them. Because then、right. it becomes valuable, and they can easily shift it into their model, and so、right. that is an extremely important part of it. And so I, I always tell founders, have your exit in mind at any point. If you haven't talked about it, yet,、right. do it now. And, and do it now. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's really funny you say that because you know I I've got seven kids, and my you know when, when people always ask me, oh, are you going to hand your business off to your kids? I'm like, never. Like that is so not part of my plan, and and I I've told my kids I'm like, look, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. First of all, and and but I've never made my kids a part of my exit strategy, nor do I ever plan to. And some people do, and that's okay.、Mm-hmm. But but you're gonna run your business different if that's your plan.、Yes. To your point, I love what you just said. You know, you will shape the business around who you want to acquire you potentially. Or, or is there a magic number that you have in mind? Like, what kind of revenue do you have to show to get to that number? You are, you are a brilliant example of having done that three times with the same co-founder. I'm、yeah. blown away.、Yeah. Must have been a really good locker buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's funny because、um, it wasn't until I was in the phase where I'm at now, when I was researching for the book and doing stuff. Yeah. That- That it forced me to actually go. Why did we succeed together? Why was it that we were able to? Because we just did it, and it actually、yeah. took a lot of introspection and a, re- a lot of reflection on what were the things that actually helped us to succeed. And, and when we struggled, why did we struggle in those ways? And so,、um, yeah, we were lucky. Well, it's interesting because a lot of that just has to do with alignment, right? And. And when a lot of people are overusing this word right now, but alignment with your partner is in marriage or in business or whatever. When you're both going to the same goal, it's just awesome. And when you haven't verbalized the goal, gosh, you know, you got two different ideas going on in two different brains, and you may be going totally different directions. I, I give this analogy. Imagine if two people are standing at the steering wheel or the helm of a ship, and they're both holding onto the steering wheel. If you both aren't planning going due north, then one's going to sort of tug a little this way, one's going to tug a little that way, and the boat will just—it won't be effective. So you—it li- is so essential that the founders are perfectly aligned so they can hold that steering wheel together and go exactly where they need to go. It's really important. Right. Now, 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 I've got another personal question here. Like in that in that decision making of, hey, we want to turn and flip this one. We want to turn and flip the, with this one. We want to hold a little bit longer. Why was that? What what was the reasoning behind this one being a little more special? Was it the size of the potential exit, or what? What was kind of going on through your head? Yeah, that's that a、line? great question because there was something very different.、Um, after ten years of building companies, I decided I want to start a family. And so for me, it was okay. I gave up my twenties. Now I、right. want to just—I want this to go into this phase of my life. And so that was actually a plan. At the end of it, we actually kind of shook heads and shook hands and said, "Hey, you know, that was great. See you later.、Yeah. We did our thing."、Yeah. 
And then Steve said to me, you know, I, we have this other idea and I, I want to go to the valley. I want to experience what is happening yeah. down there. And I said, great, you go. I'll just sort of support a little bit with the on the financial side, but you go. And yeah. again, little did I realize that I always joke that entrepreneurship's like the mafia. Just when you think you're out, it sucks you back in. Oh, <laughs> and, it's horrible. And it's a horrible it thing. Is. It's a hard it's addiction. <laughs> and so, and, you know, we, we managed to raise money and, and it was like, okay, this is, uh, this is a different um, business now. This is something, our life stages are different. If we're really going to do this, then yeah. this is going to be something that's a little more long-term. And so... That's and fine. did you raise money for the first three or did you bootstrap or we did you we bootstrapped and then and then at, with the exits obviously we just some, rolled some of the, the yeah the, the funding into the next uh, idea but right. we did bootstrap prime most of it ourselves uh, yeah. family and yeah. friends uh helped us out uh, in the very beginning stages it was um right steven's parents were very uh, helpful with their network and their friends cool. actually really invested in us in the first in the first business. But once that one was sold, we were able to bootstrap the following ones. Hey there, friends. Todd Wester here. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. But I also want to take just a few seconds to let you know about a project that we've been putting together for the last several months. And we're finally launching it called the Captain's Council. You see, as a CEO or operator of a business, it can feel like you get stuck in your own head a lot of the time. You get challenges that you don't know how to resolve. You get people causing problems in your leadership team that you don't know how to resolve. And it's so hard to overcome those things by yourself. You don't have to anymore. Join the Captain's Council. Captain's Council is a group of other CEOs and operators and owners of businesses where we come together once a month for several hours to discuss the biggest challenges you're facing. You express to the council of eight to 10 people about what's going on. Where do you feel stuck? And these other people are in the same boat as you. They're running and operating their own businesses. They're your peers. They help you kind of dissect what's happening and help you see things that you may not have seen all by yourself. If you don't have a good, strong network of people around you, come join the Captain's Council. This is gonna be something that will change the way you run your business and open your eyes to opportunities that you have never seen without the help of your peer group. Come check it out, captainscouncil.com. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's exciting. Now that's, that's really cool. I, I, uh, I love and appreciate bootstrappers. Sometimes we're not so smart. Uh, you know, we, we think we're being smart and we end up leveraging like our kids college and like, you know, <laughs> maybe a home <laughs> along the way, but, but it is fun. You know, it you don't have to report to anybody. That's it. And honestly, I think you obviously like anything, you treat something different when you are putting your own right. capital in and it becomes a, a very different experience um, and obviously it's very you feel really proud when you know you were able to say I believe in myself enough and I took these risks and right. succeeded and and that's that's a great that's a great feeling at the end of it I love it now now you're in the business of the co-founder hub yes and tell me about that what what is it you're doing how are you 
Yeah. What are you doing and how do you monetize it? Who's your Who's your avatar? Like, what yeah. are you going for with this? Yeah. So when um, I, I, I again a little background when I when we started Trulio, I was uh, in the day to day as the COO for yeah. six years. Um, and then after that, uh, it, I decided that I, I really wanted to be able to be home with my family and with my kids. And right. so I was able to exit out and find a replacement um, for me to get out of the day to day. And so when I did that, I thought to myself, well, what is it that I want to do? I mean, this is, this is, uh, you know, I'm going to be home with a family, but I, I got to do something right. else. I can't just do that. <laughs> and I thought, well, what do I love? I love public speaking and I love traveling. So I thought, okay, yeah. well, what, what could I do with that? And I realized that for me, when I would advise startups and founders, they would ask me often, how have you managed to build the same business or build a business with the same co-founder and you haven't killed, right. each, haven't killed each other? Right. And yeah. I realized that that was something unique that I brought to the table. And, yeah. and as I started to reflect on my own experience, as well as began interviewing other founders who had partners and what made them succeed or fail, I realized that there really was what I called a lot of silent suffering. And that is where as founders and co-founders, if you're struggling in your partnership, you don't yeah. have a lot of places you can turn. Like you, no. can't, you can't turn to your family, can't turn really to your investors or your employees. You got to keep yeah. that strong feeling. But when you're having troubles with your co-founders, it's very quiet. And I realized I want to, I want to help founders. I want to help them build that strong partnership and avoid the conflict, hopefully. Um, and I, and I just began to research that. And so that's where my journey began. And about three years later, I wrote the book, the co-founders handbook, which really takes people from whether or not I should get a co-founder to how do yeah. I find one? What should I look for? How do I vet them? I how do it. I formalize it into how to, how do I build that partnership in yeah. while we're in it? And then how do I handle struggles and how do I exit? So it really ran the whole Interesting. Gamut. Yeah. That, that's really interesting. You know, I, it's been 13 years since I exited my last partnership and, uh, and it wasn't awesome. You know, I think he thinks it was awesome. I don't know that I feel like it was awesome. Maybe he doesn't feel, I don't know. It's, it was, it was so unawesome that after 10 years of business relationship together, it took us like four years to go to lunch together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. it was the strangest thing. And, and I, I regret it. We live in the same small Valley. We, we, our kids are friends, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like, we rarely just hang out, you know? And, and I, and I feel bad about it, but I think what you're doing is amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think going in, we are so excited about the business and the model that we, we wear those rose colored glasses and we're super optimistic. And to sit down in that early stage of building the business and say to the person, well, what are we going to do if we hate each other in six years? How <laughs> right, are we going right. to plan for that? It's a wet blanket and nobody wants to do that. So we tend right. to kind of, just like sometimes in a relationship, we go, oh, that'll fix itself. You know, yeah. we'll get through that. And I'm kind of here to say, if I can get you before you even started a partnership, I'm yeah. really happy because there are things that you can do to ensure that you're partnering with the right person and then also handling 
the issues that might show up later, handling、yeah. them before they actually happen. And so I love getting people in that very early stage because, unfortunately, Todd, you're、right. you are、um, not unique. We do. I know. <laughs> we do, and、uh, so the statistic is、yeah. that of partnerships that are formed, sixty-five percent will fail because of issues between the partners. <laughs> Nothing is to, that right? Yeah, sixty-five percent. Nothing to do with、oh、revenues. Nothing to do with product breakdown. Nothing to do with you know runway. It literally has to do with the people at the helm look at each other and say, "I can't do this anymore." So、right. the goal is to be intentional because that is your biggest liability in your business. Well, it was interesting. You know, we we had a we had our own ways of dealing with with stress and and、uh, and. The conflict, and I think every relationship has that. You know, we usually it resulted in an all-night ping-pong rally where we were just. Well,、oh, that's a good. <laughs> working, yeah, it was actually really good. You know, <laughs> little little sting ball, you know, little you know, whatever. But but it was it was one of those things where we always worked through it, and we were always amicable, and we always we did maintain a friendship while we were partners. But at the end, it just kind of felt. I think both of us felt a little jaded. I think he was feeling unlucky that I was going off to do some other project. He was happy to take on the the company and the debt and all that kind of stuff, and so we both felt like there was relief. But anyway, this isn't my therapy session. But but I'm telling you, like、yeah. I'm jealous of what you've been able to do as a partnership. And I think those listening to this podcast, you know, this is a, a huge huge thing. I think most people go into this thing with with sole focus on I can't do it alone. I need to have this person with me.、Um, we're fifty fifty. Oh my gosh! Like, can you make it any worse? H- how do you suggest people go through the formation of a partnership? Is it always fifty-fifty, or is it something completely different? Yeah. So equity is such an art. It's not. A, it's not an algorithm.、Yes. It's a piece of art, and every business、yeah. will have its own setup. You know, one of the things that I tell people right off the bat is that you have to communicate expectation. Many times,、yes. as I've talked to people, they say things like, "Oh, I thought they were gonna," or "I presumed this." <laughs> and you want to get to a point in your partnership where there is nothing to presume. You、yeah. want it. You even want it in writing, and it sounds like, "Oh,、yes. this is a lot of work, and this is so formal." But honestly, that is your insurance policy. And so, walk, walking through co-founders on. What are your expectations? And everything from like, who's going to take the garbage out? Like, I, I've had partners who said, you know, the guy he just always left his dishes in the sink, and it drove them batty. It's like, you know, so these expectations are something that needs to be、uh, communicated.、Right. And so, when it comes to choosing equity and how that goes in, it's it, it is really being honest and understanding that. Sometimes you're going to need to leave a little something on the table in order、right. to create goodwill and trust. That I'm not、right. just in this to to you know line my pockets. We're in this together as a team, and and that idea idea of we are now together as a team, and where you end, I begin. And if you can get to that point, then you will be better equipped to、right. build a strong partnership. But it is an art. It, you know, who brought the idea? Has anyone done some work? Right. You know, it, it's right. It's an art piece. It's an art piece. No, it is. It is. It's an art piece, and it's a challenge, and it's it's、uh, 
you know, I, I just, there's so many things that I did wrong in my exit from that company that, um, you know, I, I think, I think I just warn people when they ask me about a partnership, I'm like, I don't care how good of friends you are, you know, it's, you gotta figure out the expectations. You gotta, you know, to your point, there's a lot of good lessons that you just went through there. And, and you've got a book on this now, is this what's going on? I mean, that's right. with, you, with your co-founder business, you got the book, you got the speaking gigs, you yeah. got the, what, yeah. what else are you doing to help these people? Yeah, so we have a platform called the Co-Founders Hub, which is about to launch in April. And in okay. that uh, platform, we do have different exercises for different stages that you're in. So the first stage, if you're looking for a co-founder, we have what, what I created, which is I call the self-assessment because so many people would come to me and say, Tennis, like, what, what should I be looking for in a co-founder? Where do I right. find my co-founder? And I right. say to them, first and foremost, you really need to do a very deep dive into who you are and what you right. bring to the table. And there's often factors that people don't always consider. They think, I, I find most people think of skill. You know, I'm, I'm starting a tech company, so I need a, 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 an engineer or I'm opening or a, a CTO, restaurant. Or, yeah. yeah, or I'm opening a restaurant, so I need a chef. Yeah. And, and I often say there's other things like, for example, with <laughs> Steven and what life stage are they in? You know, are you yeah. looking for, are you in the middle of, you do have a family and you can't commit 18 hour yeah. days? Maybe you want someone who's young and who has yeah. time and who's brilliant. And you want to go for someone who can like put in those 18 hour days or the other way around, you know? So there's all these other factors. So we created the self-assessment, which walks people through all the things that you need to think about. And then at the end of that, you create a nice little list of, some of the factors, beggars can't be choosers, but right, right. there are some factors where you're going to say, this is an important piece for me. I am big picture. I need a yeah. detailed person. I, two big picture people do not come well together. They don't. So they don't. I know that if I'm going to partner with somebody, I need that person who can stay focused, finish the job right. and be detailed. And so these are the things that we help people walk through. And then our second part it. is for people who are in a partnership, we have what we call our discovery session. And discovery session is questions as I interview people, what were the things, the expectations that they thought were gonna happen and didn't. So we present <laughs> like 70, wow. 80 questions that you sit down with your partner. And the goal is that once you're done that, you are ready with any any set of expectations that are out there, you will have talked about it, documented it, printed it, signed it, and you have it as something that you can go back on and say, we talked about that. Like, should our kids be in business? Like, what if my son wants to join the company? Right. You know, deal with that question before they say, my oh, son is- Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> right? yes, yes, yes. Otherwise that's emotionally charged and you don't want Tennis. to answer that question. <laughs> This sounds like this sounds like version two of what you're gonna do is a marriage help book. You know? yeah. <laughs> it is. There's a little bit of overlap there. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Well, 25 years of marriage. Well, we're celebrating 26 this year, so okay. I'm right along with you there. You know. This is this is uh, this is good therapy for both of us. Honestly, this has been such a great conversation, and I Thank think you. that. For those listening, you know, you really, really got to think about this. I mean, you've got to know 
your exits in your business. So you've got to know the, the expectations of your partner or partners. Mm-hmm. You've got to understand who's carrying the weight, who's carrying the equity, who's carrying the financial risk, who's carrying... There's so many things to think about that people just think, yeah, we take a class with this guy. We're going to go start this business together. It's going to be awesome. No, it probably won't be. You know what I mean? No. And and so you, you are nailing uh, 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 an amazing answer in a response of, how do I do this? And, and I just love this. I love what I love. I can't wait to read your book. I can't wait to, to hear about this program you're putting together. And if you are in a partnership, I 100%, I think you should take this assessment as soon as she has this available because it will change your life. I mean, the, the, we would have a monthly um, sit down, my partner and I, for, for 10 years. Every month we'd have this kind of big blowout. And it wasn't always blowout, but we knew what pain points we were each dealing with and we'd try to help each other. Know your pain points, know your exits, know your all this stuff, and you'll be much happier in your partnership. So I love this. Thank you so much, Tannis. Thank you, Todd. This has been amazing. And I'm excited for everyone who's listening. I, I, I think what you're doing with the podcast is going to be so helpful as they grow and scale their business. And I, Thank I, you. I wish the best to everyone and yourself. Well, how do they follow you? Where are you at? Where are you active? Yeah. So right now we're, we're going big on LinkedIn. So you can Good. follow me and, and the co-founders hub on LinkedIn. We're also on Instagram as well for those who like more visual. Um, awesome. But yeah, at thecofoundershub.com um, and or myself, tannisgeorge.com. Awesome. Awesome. Tannis, this is great. Appreciate you and, and all your time taking to, to do this with our fans today and with our followers. And we hope that that this launch goes as well as your other ones and and make it to the exit you're hoping for with this thing. Awesome. Thanks, Todd. I appreciate it. (laughs) Okay. We'll talk to you later. And thanks to everyone for being here today. We'll see you on the next episode. Hey, thanks for sticking around. That was a fascinating interview. I absolutely loved it. Um, Let me know below what you thought of the interview. Comments help me find better guests for my listeners. I would love to know if you thought this guest was awesome or not. I personally had a great pre-conversation, post-conversation, and I think that what she's doing right now is such a useful, useful thing in the world of partnerships. It is not easy to navigate that world, especially if you're someone who has a marriage or a partner in your in your personal life. Having another partner involved in a, such a big piece of your life can really be hard to juggle. It's hard to juggle between the spouse, between the business partner, between your client partners, vendor partners, lots of partners. So much can be learned from this interview and so much can be learned from this person. I hope that you take some time to to do a little follow-up, buy her book, check out what she's got going on with her new program, and I hope it's able to help you navigate this tricky world of partnering. Partners are essential in growth, and if you're looking to grow and scale your business, pick the right partners whether they're vendor partners, business partners, uh, client partners. There's so many ways to partnership, partner with people in business. You've got to learn how to do it the right way. That way it makes you happier, makes life easier, and hopefully more successful. Thanks so much for being here on the Growth and Scaling Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, send this to anyone you can who needs to hear this today. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.